0: From the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We're excited to have our friend Dave Nordell joining us here once again. Yes, he's back live on the podcast and on the Zoomcast to talk more about the work he does at MaxFab Consulting and, of course, how we he can help you. Welcome back, Dave. Please introduce yourself to our listeners today
1: hey thanks Jill. hey Dave Nordell and if you hadn't if you haven't heard me the last time you know uh, I'm a 30 year retired military veteran uh, out here you know running my own company with uh, with a large focus on helping my brothers and sisters uh, transition uh, from the military to to a civilian world uh, for those of you that don't know I mean that's a that's a fairly dynamic thing and and uh, so we've developed some things here that are really exciting and they've really gotten some momentum and we're working with some chambers of commerce and and some some business and and even the ecumenical community to uh to go into places and educate employers on how to bring veterans on how to mine all of that really cool stuff that we come with the leadership and the ability to uh to, uh, you know, work, uh, work hard problems in, in organizations and organizations and to bring all of that with us. And then the other things that we come, you know, the challenges of, of transition, that can be anything from, from mental health, just to need that camaraderie and that, that sense of purpose that uh, we had every single day. Uh, being able to build environments uh, for us to work in. Makes companies stronger, actually helps their bottom line. And as I was talking to somebody the other day that's that's going to have us come and help them out, uh, you know, it's half of a full FTE when you lose an employee. So if you pay somebody $100,000 a year and you lose them in the first year, it costs you $50,000 to replace them. Uh, my stuff, uh, uh, I shouldn't say my stuff, but our stuff here at Max Fab is what uh what bridges that gap, what keeps them on after a year or two years, three years, four years, and it starts to save you money uh, on the back end. So it's a tremendous thing, but you know the the focus is uh providing an environment for veterans that are uh, mentally and spiritually and physically happy and healthy so that we can contribute continue to contribute and give back like we had when we served. Well
0: oh, that's amazing. Could you just tell us a little bit about for those that don't know about your background, when you served and what you yeah, did,
1: please. Sure. Sure. In 1984, I went to the United States Air Force. I became a medic. Um, I'm a registered nurse and, uh, and I do shock trauma. Uh, my graduate education and, and uh, you know, my my passion on top of all that is emergency and disaster management so I'm the guy that tells you which way to drive when the hurricanes coming and and obviously uh I filled a lot of uh, senior leader positions over my 30year career so that's kind of me married couple kids uh you know I'm living in Montana now which is great uh for a variety of reasons one is is that we Montana per capita has either the number one or murder either number one or number two in the nation uh Montana and Alaska kind of back and forth so um yeah it's uh it's, you know, this is mission next. Uh, you know, I've written a couple of books and the first one's called Giving Back and it's Life and Leadership from the Farm to the Combat Zone and Beyond. And so that's where we're, that's where we're sitting. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: And now you're giving back and you're helping so many. Let's talk about specifically the work that you're doing. And oh, by the way, how do we contact you?
1: Sure. Uh, uh, www.maxfabconsulting.com. So that's www.max, com and you can look up the story as to why it's Max Bad because it's it's directly related to combat time and my combat tours and some organizational attitudinal uh things that uh um, help us thrive. So if you go there, you can find the books, you can find my blogs, you can find these, uh, you know, um, these are all uh stored away in, in podcasts, not just ours, but others. Uh and then uh how to get a hold of me, how to book a free consult, it's all on there. Just uh call, you know, work with us and And uh, send it out, and we can jump on and talk more about it. But, yeah, so, you know, more in depth about what we do, we bring a program uh, to an organization and it starts off with explaining veteran culture, uh, kind of how veterans made, you know, from the time they go to basic training or however they end up coming under the military explains that explains kind of how we're programmed while we're in and then some of the nuances of transition so some of the challenges that we come with especially kind of the needs that we have based on how we were you know previously programmed how to build that environment through hr processes and through just leadership and and, you know and cultural and uh, and cultural awareness you know to build that social capital that social income into your institution that not only gives uh, veterans a chance to use all the good stuff that we do, but it also gives us the ability to uh, to uh, integrate into an environment that uh, we want to stay in, and and it helps us, you know, grow and thrive beyond our service time. So it's pretty exciting. Did you leave me? I can't hear you. Well, I can keep going. So while you, uh, yeah, while you uh, do the uh, do the shuffle there with the with the IT stuff. Hello, hello. Uh, it's great. Yeah, no, my camera's here.
0: been out, but not the mic. And I apologize. Yeah. It's probably that's no, okay. My I had double groin hernia surgery a few days ago, so uh, I have a pillow right. on my lap to hold the pressure. So I'm okay. uh, my pillow. I apologize. Hit the button. Sorry about that.
1: No, it's great. That's great. I'm sure. I'm sure, <laughs> See, I'm sure there's a,
0: but the camera. The, I don't know. That just happens miraculously. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sure there's an edit button in here somewhere. So, but. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. You know, it's, it's compassion and empathy based. It requires somebody of my, uh, experience and expertise to facilitate it. There's a lot of me out there, believe it or not. Uh, one of the statistics that I kind of garnered yesterday, uh, through some research is that, uh, by, uh, by next year, by 2024, there'll be 424, over 424,000 female veterans. That's an amazing number. If you yeah. think about it, about who served, and and our programs, you know have the have the you know the slices and the and the pieces to address even not just the veteran environment, but the female veteran environment and that and that experience because there's a dynamic there too. So it's really cool.
0: Awesome! It's fab. It's Max fab. fab.
1: It is Max fab.
0: How did you come up with that name, by the way?
1: Okay, so this is a whole keynote speech, and I'll try to do it in 60 seconds. Okay. When I was going to Iraq, I was going to lead an organization of about 235 medics that were doing combat trauma medicine for the whole of the country, for the whole theater. Very dynamic place. And when you're going to a place like that, when you haven't been uh, together with those people, because we all came from different parts of the world, we haven't been together with those people, you kind of have to find some foundation. And so... When you're a senior leader in an organization, one of the most important questions you might hear in a day is how are you doing? So in my world, it was chief, how are you doing today? Innocuous, right? I can say good and go about things. My answer to that was always, I'm maximum fabulous. And people would say, what in the world is that? They just kind of roll their eyes. And I said, listen, that is the highest of the hierarchy of attitude. And if you're not there, but you're always trying to get there, then you'll keep yourself in a place that that keeps you safe emotionally and mentally and physically uh because you're making sure that other people are getting the max path and it. when you're dealing and when you're in that type of situation so if you look behind me on the screen there's a flag back there and on the bottom of that flag on the bottom of that flag it says maximum fabulous
0: ah oh, i can't and, yeah your head's covering and, okay and,
1: and, and that flag, that flag is the flag that flew over the trauma center in Iraq for my entire time there. And my people pulled that down and actually embroidered that on the flag. So that's a piece of history.
0: Did I tell you I've been to Iraq?
1: Have you? Yeah, yeah. 2010 and
0: 2009, I think it was. I went to Camp Al-Assad. Uh-huh. Uh and Camp Cupcake what was uh what was so, that Oh
1: um, all you did
0: Yes thank you yes uh, with um the news station I work for we were doing nice. not like the reporting of the front lines but we were do- right. bringing them the soldiers the holiday cheer for the um for the holidays so we went over there uh, twice so we'd right. spend like a week and a half for the holiday yeah. connecting them live via satellite with their families in like the New York area yeah. it was amazing but i got to see a little bit of my goodness yeah. uh wow but, I mean, amazing what you all have done. And, yeah, it was just an experience of a lifetime to be a civilian going over there. And, sure. yeah. So, um, wow, I commend you on Good that. Job. They, they, no, please. I got to experience it and just to see it. But I'm glad I could make some yeah. people smile, right?
1: Yeah. Those visits are really important, actually. So, yeah. thank you for doing that. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. Please, you're the one who were there. My goodness, you did most of the work, and you continue to do that work to help all these veterans do um, these other jobs. And could you share some of the, the, the main industries that you find our veterans able to work in? Who is like the most accepting? You know, what type of industry oh, is
1: Interesting. That See, you I
0: always that. thought it was automotive, so I but I don't know.
1: No, you know, people, I think, you know, we really need to work on what their perception of the veteran is. So let me me give you an example. The United States Air Force has their own community college. And when you join the Air Force, you're enrolled in that community college. And when you graduate basic training, you're five classes away from an associate's degree. Oh, wow. So, yeah, but most people picture the veteran as what we see on TV, right? Yeah. A lot of dirt, a lot of foxholes, a lot of rifles, a lot of kicking in doors and finding bad guys. And actually, those they're those people that do that they they are degree earning people too. And by the way, they're high strategic thought people, they're planners, and those type of things. Veterans, even though you were a, you worked on a tank crew or you were a mortar guy or those type of things, veterans come with such diverse skills and and um, uh, training that they fit into a lot of industries, and that's that's part of what we do is to open up those 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 uh, blind spots but uh, I'll give you two big companies that are really good with veterans if you look at their if you look at their programs okay. JP JP Morgan and Deloitte they have got they have they have they've got really solid um programs that they understand when they're hiring veterans how to hire them and when they get them they understand how to keep that environment that I talked about so those so that's good there's some good examples in there uh where I'm working now uh, everything from construction to churches to city government to uh, to you know organizations that have a high preponderance of veterans because what okay. they do like like flying helicopters. if you fly helicopters yeah. civilian helicopters you're going to need the military the military training because the helicopters are the same so mechanics and those kind of people transition. Healthcare is huge. I came out of healthcare. Healthcare is huge our training in the military for healthcare is right. is the same as uh, it is in the civilian side. And, and that transition is, is awesome. And then, and you know what, healthcare as a whole, civilian healthcare as a whole, can use what I'm offering uh, probably sooner than later because the job market is getting competitive and we have holes in healthcare, especially in nursing. And these type of things help because when an organization becomes vet ready and they have that designation of vet readiness and they've, they've done the, the, yeah. the program and they have the training, vets will navigate, will, will, um, will uh, Will move towards those organizations uh, just based on the fact that they already can see where there's an environment and it has a little bit of the culture that they need to reassimilate.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And do you want to share some of the success stories from uh, MaxFab and the people that you're helping? It's got to feel good, uh, you know, to do this to help so many. And you, you know, you dedicate your uh-huh. life to doing this. Do you still work at all in the EMT field, or are you just curious?
1: Right. Well, no, I still do. I still do disaster management, but I mean, this is the this is the passion, and some of this is this is very slow moving when you want to work on culture. So, you've got to you have to develop things that are digestible for a wide variety of entrepreneurs and business people. You have to, it, you know, it has to be there. If you're in business, there's a financial component, and as much as that can feel yucky when you're trying to do this kind of work, you have to tie it to that. And I did earlier with with some numbers. But I'll give you one quick success story that I think is great. Okay. So I'm, I'm talking to a church, and I said, I know that there's a place for vet readiness mm-hmm. in your church. Because when people go to church, any type of congregation, it doesn't have to be a church, yeah. but it, this this happens to be a church. When people go to church, they come from all walks of life, right? And they're in the church. And I finally got them to do a math problem, and they, they did a you know, back-of-an-envelope math problem, and they said, we probably have over 120 veterans in our wow. church, but yet if you think about church groups, they have they have you know they have Sunday school for kids, mm-hmm. they have wives groups, they have men's group, no veterans group, no place to build this this community, and then out of that, there's business owners in there that can not only learn it in the church, but then take it to their business, and then it starts to propagate, and. Really, Jill, you know, the the dark side of this, and and it's an important side, Uh, I don't like to overemphasize it because we like to stay positive about what we're doing. But our nation loses up to and maybe more than 44 veterans a day to suicide. And, and a big, the big, when you when you look back and say why a big thing is about veterans having purpose. And if you know, if a veteran loses their purpose, because when you get up in the every day when you're in uniform, you know exactly what your purpose is. And I think you've probably seen that if you went to Iraq and around the around the soldier, sailor, airmen, or Marines. When you um, when you lose your sense of purpose, it, you lose your equilibrium. And that can just lead to hope or no hope. And that can be a slippery slope. Well, think about when you, when especially men, but think about what you identify with. And a lot of it is our work. I mean, we have passion for our work and we, we identify with our work we ask people when we meet them for the first time what do you do it's one of the first questions that we ask Mm -hmm. and and so veterans um deserve and need environments where they feel that they have purpose and so that's a huge thing so uh, yeah that's just one example we're gonna you know working with city government's amazing because you know they they have high turnover rates and they have a need for veterans and they just don't know how to get they don't know how to either make their holes square for the square peg or make the peg round to fit in the the, you know to, to change things and so there has to be a little bit of a of a facilitator and that's what we're doing
0: oh i love it well it's amazing the work you're doing and by the way you're helping veterans in how many different states
1: right now we want to co-opt this, but right now I really need to focus on Montana okay. because some of those some of those numbers that I gave you, some okay. of the, the suicide numbers and substance abuse and mental health needs, uh unfortunately Montana per capita is number one or number two in the nation. Okay. And for mental and for mental health, we're forty-fourth in services. So we all know that uh you know, on a bad day in our nation, public public private partnership is is important. So we need to work we need to work those two things together, local government all the way up to our federal, our federal uh, representatives. We need to work that piece to have better awareness and to um, put the resources uh, towards the right things to get the most bang for the buck, which I think that ready does uh, for sure. And the other thing is programs like this uh, need to have a grassroots base. And so why not do it here, right? Why not, why not You know, build out the base? Now, with that said, if you wanna talk about other states, I have someone in New Jersey that's ready to go. I have somebody that's in Indiana that's ready to go. I have somebody that's in Arizona that's ready to go. I have two people in Texas, North Carolina, Florida. So they're ready to go, but we just need yeah. to, uh, we need to grow it the right way. And cause sometimes if you get too big, too fast when you're working on culture, you can screw it up and I don't want to do that.
0: No, oh, good. Dave Nordell here still joining us. Uh, remind us of all the ways we can contact you and then let's continue the show.
1: Right. www.maxfabconsulting.com that's m a x f a b consulting.com. And I appreciate you asking about the story.
0: No, it's always good to hear. Come on. It's yeah. exciting to have you here. Someone is doing so much and I'm just curious, what are you sipping on? Is that tea, coffee, water, what do you got?
1: You know what it is, cinnamon tea.
0: The fall is here. I can't wait to try cinnamon and pumpkin spice.
1: Yeah, and it's just, you know, I drink it year-round because it's just good for metabolism. and keeps the mind clear. So does it keep you it, hot? It, it, is it like... It, it does. You know, today, you know, we say... I, people that haven't been to Montana think we wear a snowmobile suit 365 days a year, and, you know, it gets to be 110 degrees here. So we have just transitioned, and today it is. it looks like... um it looks like a, a nice day in England. Clouds are low, and it's just drizzly rain, and it's about, I don't know, 60 degrees. So, yeah.
0: Ooh, kind of fall feeling.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah and you can smell it. And the leaves are turning. And they're selling pumpkins at the stores, so I guess it's Oh, my it's gosh.
0: On. Awesome. And, you know, you also uh, work with groups, team building, corporations, uh, sure. uh, motivational speaking. There's so much more to Absolutely. Max MaxFab. Yeah. Do you want to touch upon any of those?
1: All of that. Yeah, you know, uh, like I said, the key there's a MaxFab keynote speech. I talk a lot yeah. about um, um, uh, cultural closure. You know, my, the, the, the keynote that goes along with that's the 25 yard gap. Mm-hmm. And it works around the dynamic of the length of a military barracks is about 25 yards. And you can't get to know anybody or lead anybody in a barracks unless you cover that 25 yards. And if you look at our society as a whole, we have a lot of people that are standing those scary twenty-five yards apart, and they make assumptions about the other people at the end of that. Mm-hmm. And because of the, because of the fear and pain that yeah. is in is in this figurative twenty-five yards, yeah, we don't travel it to talk. And you know, anytime that we make assumptions, especially about other people, we're going to be one hundred percent wrong. And that drives emotion. And so I work with people to learn how to um, close that distance learn how to build understanding and empathy. You don't have to be in agreement. In fact, you don't even have to, you don't even have to bless things. You don't have to be in agreement, but it does uh, build an environment where you can have enough respect for somebody that you can, um, you can coexist and give people the space they need to be who they are. And when that happens, organizations just grow and thrive and explode. But if you have, if you have, you know, Two, two different versions of water cooler talk uh, that can be unhealthy so we don't want toxic organizations and we want you know we want people to to perform better
0: no of course we do that's awesome 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 and any other you know mention that you want to make from clients of the people you've helped I mean they got to be grateful thankful and do they give back? And are they still part of you. Like, how does that work?
1: The I, well, people follow us. It's it's kind of amazing. It's a, it's a trickle effect. I was just working on an email to a lady this morning that said, you know, hey, we heard that you you guys. I I work in um in a cohort called the Apex Leadership Institute that does some of the same stuff. That's really focused on this developmental thing from from the brand new leader all the way to you know continuing to develop executive leaders. And she wrote and she said, you know, I hear you guys have speakers. What can you speak about? And I had a really awesome time, because I said, Well, what's kind of your genre? It's for a conference. And, uh, and it's healthcare. And their whole conference is geared around um, going from surviving to thriving. And if you understand the dynamic of what's going on in COVID, right, you know, post COVID COVID, you know, financially strained hospitals are really kind of reinvented them. And they're in this they're in this transition state. And so they want us to come. And to intervene at a level uh, to help them, so that's a whole hospital system. That's just not one hospital. So and that and that actually, that actually um, covers Montana. So yeah, that's I mean that's that's one example. We've got uh, one of the first two. We this year we have two medical schools that opened up in Montana. And previous to that, we had no medical schools. And actually, the the medical school is like right next to me. I can walk from the house to to there. And we just finished a a um, big to-do for them to help them develop. Because when you build a medical school, you're going to get really diverse really quick because the, the uh, medical students come from all over the world. And so we work on that too. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, thank you. We still have four minutes left in our show here. As Dave sips away on the cinnamon, I'm working the water. That's about it right now, but I could use some of that right. cinnamon stuff.
1: Yeah, all right. Is that is that how you're feeling today?
0: Well, yeah, because I had this double grain hernia surgery like four, yeah. four days ago, so right. I'm just trying, I'm sitting here at my pillow, holding my stomach tight, and drinking lots of fluid, they say.
1: Taking one for the team today.
0: That's exactly, right. but it's okay. I feel all right. It's just a little sore, right? You know we get what? through. You're a medic. You're, you should know.
1: You're You're healing. You're healing right you're going in the right direction and yeah. that's all and, that, and that's all we want yeah you got to move forward yeah i um i also have a podcast in fact that's talking about the right direction if you look behind me you see the kangaroo i call yes, it the tell us. i call it the kangaroo leadership podcast and the reason that i picked a kangaroo is that kangaroos physically can only move forward and so they have to demonstrate leadership traits uh that are um Pretty dynamic. Uh, one is courage, and one is is vision and strategic thought. And you have to have a little bit of empathy, and you really need to understand pace and uh, and um, you know uh, transferability of uh, of uh, your environment. So uh, I only I I I always started off with you're only allowed on the podcast if you demonstrate these traits. And so you know locally we go through some pretty dynamic leaders and present them to the public with their stories, and it's amazing. That uh, when you do a podcast, even even if you mine, as you know, because you're on the receiving the end of this, even if you mine a lot of things from people through a conversation on a podcast, they're going to say something you didn't know that is really profound. And I just find that that's, that's wonderful. And we were talking work-life balance the other day, and uh, the lady on the podcast was telling me that um, she was in a bad work environment and she needed to leave and she needed to leave the culture and need to leave or leave her boss and when she left she didn't have a job. And she goes I wouldn't do that I wouldn't recommend that. And she was home for a couple of weeks and she was working on projects and her 11 year old daughter walked wow. up to her and said, and her 11 year old says, Mom, I know you don't have a job, but you yell at me less and I like you more. And and I found that super profound on work-life balance and how we need to be aware of that because it's so important.
0: Oh my goodness. That's great. Oh, awesome. And where can we find the podcast when and where?
1: Uh, the podcast is on Spotify. And if you look it up, it's the kangaroo leadership podcast by me, by Dave Nordell. I think we're probably maybe seven episodes strong. I'm having a, I'm having a lady on uh, named Dallas. Who's a, Female veteran who went to Iraq in 2003 at 19 years old and and journaled her whole entire military uh, journey and has now written a book and it's just really powerful stuff. And her and I were in a uh, in a uh, in a uh, civilian. at Chamber of Commerce uh, get together uh, for veteran issues, and she had everybody in tears by the time she was finished talking. So pretty oh, powerful. Goodness. So I'm I'm excited about doing that one.
0: Aw, wonderful. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Remind us how we could reach you again, please.
1: Okay. Yeah. www.maxfabconsulting.com. M A X F A B consulting.com. And please just reach out to me. Click on click on the calendar. Pick a spot hit send and and uh, even if i don't know you we'll jump on we can have this kind of conversation for 15 minutes or an hour and it's all for you.
0: perfect thank you so much you have a fantastic day yeah. to all of our listeners yeah. stay tuned more of the show's coming right up don't go anywhere thanks again dave enjoy your day thanks Bye. Bye. No, 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 no. broadcasting from the business capital of the world this is the podcast business news network
1: So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup.